On the 148th episode of the Fantasy Lens Podcast, we discuss why it's important to handcuff one of your top running backs in fantasy, how the NFL owns its fans with Thursday night games, look at the top games from week three, and give you our boys of the week. Let's start the show. Welcome to Fantasy Lens and Aaron Jones saved my my football weekend just as a whole this past weekend because two of my teams lost, went to the Jets' abysmal performance, and then I was down like 25 points. The other guy had Robert Tanyan, and Aaron Jones still got me the W against them. Yeah, man, I was down one league 35 Oof. and ended up coming back to win by two. And it's like like you said, I think I was gonna go two and three, and I ended up going three and two with my five leagues. So you know, nice little turnaround, grabbing that uh, that late win. Um, also, gotcha. also hit a nice three team parlay because of the, the Packers winning more than uh, seven and a half. So I'll take that as well. Very nice way to end the uh, end the weekend. Cool right. guys. Glad you both had some Aaron Jones love. I wish I had him on a team. Never didn't get to draft him. Just didn't get that position. But I'm happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah, thank you. Second time I've had him. This would be one of four weeks where he goes off for like 35, 40 points. Yeah. And it's, fant- it's fantastic so, every time. So the thing is, I mean, do we see that continuing though? Like, Yes. Like not like the 35 points, but like – the workload and the, the receptions and the, you know, like... I mean, we say that every time. I mean, Jamal Williams is no longer on that team. He's now doing that to to uh, Dontre Swift, so... I know, but now you got A.J. Dillon, and everyone loves A.J. Yeah. Dillon and his, and his thighs. Think... Yeah, but A.J. Dillon's had, like, six carries in two games. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, but will that continue? As Aaron Jones, you know, fans, we've wanted to see this. You know, give him the give him the ball. Don't lose receptions to someone else. Like continue being the complete workhorse. And if that's the case, man, like I said, we talked about he could be a top three fantasy player. You know, I think he will because of the outbursts that he has. Like he's he might not be uh, the most consistent, but I think look, week one was bad, but week one was bad for a lot of top round people which we went over and uh i think his you know floor is going to be a little higher this year so you add maybe a 12 to 15 point floor with three 40 point games and that mixes in to a top five position finish yeah i mean for sure i mean i i i hope it continues again like i said i only have him in one league anyway um but yeah, I, I like it. I like what I see in this game. Um, speaking of top three running backs, uh, Christian McCaffrey just went into the medical tent as we were watching on Thursday night. Oh, of course. Of uh, course. Did it look bad? Is he, did he run in there? What's going on? It, it looked like a, a maybe a hamstring. Like he did like a, a jump cut, and that's what they, they zoomed in on his hamstring. Oh, he... Uh... Yeah, that isn't that what plagued them all last year? Uh yes. Is uh so. is as we're going, is John is John picking up the other running back? 
No, uh, <laughs> actually, no. I wouldn't want to chop her. I, I've in in the league that we're all in, or well, Brian's money league. I just, I have too many guys that like are on the cusp of being dropped. Like I need to wait one or two more weeks. So like until I can make really major moves or like try to work a trade. I um I would pick him up, but I actually just had a conversation with Richie two hours ago about uh, him not knowing who to drop to pick up because I told I was I said something about picking up Derek Carr because his quarterback is Joe Burrow, and uh, he's like, well, I can't ch- drop Chubba Hubbard because as soon as I do that, McCaffrey will get hurt, and I was like, that's how it goes, man. So I'm glad he didn't do it. <laughs> wow, that would have been that would have sucked. Really wow. unlucky. Yeah, because he spoke it into existence. He did. Jesus. I know, I, I always have, uh, for some reason, the past, like, I guess two seasons it had to be, um, I always somehow get, like, Alexander Mattinson on my team, on at least multiple teams, and I'm always like, I can't drop him. I can't drop him. Dalvin Cook is going to get hurt at some point, and he's going to come in and play. He's going to come in and play. And he usually gets hurt for, like, two, three games, Dalvin Cook. But he's like that player that I just can't let go. Because I'm always worried about Dalvin Cook getting injured. It's not. It's not worth the um, the heartache by not having a guy. Look, if it's if you have a guy and the backup isn't known to be good, or it's just like the running back is so good, and, but the system's not good, then fine. But if you have a Mattinson where you know is going to be a high end RB two, if Cook goes down, you just gotta keep him. It's just you're you're paying the the tax for having Cook. Yeah, exactly. And we've seen Mattinson, when Cook goes down, have some spectacular games. So. Yeah, like I, I paid a I paid a heavy tax on Latavius Murray all last year to have Kamara, and some games I even started them both. But I drafted Murray, I'd say two rounds earlier than where he was supposed to be going, and it's like I just don't want to think about it. I, I just want him on my team. I'll keep him on the bench. Some days I'll use him, but I'll keep him on the bench. Um, I feel that same way with. Pollard, I'm, I'm confused that the most Elliott owners did not draft Pollard. Uh, <laughs> the, one league, the one league I'm in, someone snatched up Pollard, <laughs> right, like uh, one pick before I was about to get him. See, so I, I would have I paid the tax and just picked him earlier than than he was supposed to go because, uh, I mean, we've been talking about it. Last year, he just looked like the better receiving back. and now This year, he looks like the better running back overall. Yeah, that's true, and he looks like the only back they're throwing it to. Yeah, if I if that's uh, why I didn't want to pick him. That's what I was saying. If I owned Elliott, which I knew I wouldn't, because he where I, I there were so many other people I'd rather draft in, ahead of him, including like a like a Devontae Adams or a Tyree Kill. Um, I I was worried. I just I'd be really worried right now because, like I said, Pollard looks like the better back overall, and he's the guy getting all the receptions. Yeah, I mean, I would do the same thing, AJ Dillon, if I had Aaron Jones. Just you know, there are certain handcuffs you need. Yeah, certain ones, not all. And then certain. Ones. And then there's some where it's like, no, I'm not doing Devonte Booker. That's not a, like. First of all, I don't even like Barkley. But if I was somebody coming into the season liking Barkley, I still wouldn't have done Booker because it's just not a good running offense and the only way you thought Barkley was a first round guy is if you thought he transcended that um I wouldn't do you know I think Hines and Taylor are very different like Hines's role isn't going up if Taylor goes down maybe Max is yeah but I still don't care for Matt you know what I'm saying like 
you could own both Hans and Taylor separately. They're different players yep. kind of thing. Yeah. So, like, there's guys like that, and then there's guys on bad offenses. But then there's, like, the top five picks in the draft. I always pair them with their handcuff and just stash them, whatever. Not a bad move. There's, I mean, there's nothing more infuriating than seeing Dalvin Cook go down and somebody picking up Madison right before you get the chance. Yeah, and then, then of course, what makes it worse sometimes is them playing that person against you yeah, and you're you getting wrecked by it. And then just all you can do is watch is the player you should have had as your backup on someone else's team beating you. So, Yeah, that was like... Uh... I think Tommy had Mike Davis last year, and I, every mm. column I wrote was like, enjoy one more week of Mike Davis, and then McCaffrey just kept getting pushed back. And it was like, oh, never mind. It looks like you have almost a whole season of Mike Davis. Yeah. That was that was uh, infuriating as uh, Christian McCaffrey in last year. I kept thinking he's going to come back until ultimately just... Nope. Nah. He, he pulled, a, he pulled a, a Marvin Jones. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, same thing with... With Galladay, but obviously on a much smaller level. Yes, yeah. but still infuriating. Extremely Her, infuriating. And McCaffrey's out for the game. Oh, come Ooh. on. Are you kidding me? All right. Yeah. Well, Which means that it, it can't be a great hamstring injury. Uh... Already been pulled. Like, if you say it five minutes after it happens, then it yeah, didn't that... go right away. Oh, man. Oh, poor Richie. <laughs> uh, well, I feel bad for well, there you go. Well, what are you gonna do? This is fantasy football, people. This is this is what it's all about: <laughs> losing your number one overall draft pick two years in a row. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to uh, some other things uh, about all right. football. That's not now that Christian we're talking McCaffrey. about now that we're talking about handcuffs. I want to talk about the uh, the great end uh, that we had to red zone. Uh, there was three games that came down to the final seconds: Dallas and the Chargers. Um, Dallas kind of redeemed themselves with a uh, kick with that with them kicking the field goal at the end of the game instead of with like a minute left and letting the other quarterback go. I just said that because I'm very worried about Zeke. Also, <laughs> we did not we did not win the Austin Eckler jersey uh, uh, giveaway. That's on Twitter and Instagram. No. Unfortunately. Uh, does he know how big of fans we are? Do we do we um, stress that? I, I wrote him I, I wrote him several messages trying to stress <laughs> that. Did you write him a haiku, possibly? You know, I don't know. I don't know what kind of poetry he's into. Like, I don't want to make assumptions about the man. Maybe I, he likes a nice right. limerick. If I had the yeah. time, I would. I would go back through the episodes that have that are like a few years ago and find when we first like got became enamored with Austin Eckler, and you know, and then link him that. Too bad. Too bad you can't like control F audio and just like. Uh, control F. Wait, why is Nick Mangold in this commercial? You can't control F audio for just Eckler. And then yeah, go back until from like a couple of years ago and just a few years ago and find them. But I'm telling you, like we were enamored with it him be, way more or way earlier than any so many other it people. It would be were. like <laughs> it was it was before he ever even got on like took a, a regular season snap with the Chargers. We bought into the pre season hype hook line and sinker. And then it didn't screw us. Bought, for him, bought him in fantasy that year, and started him. Um, like it started right around our uh, Melvin Gordon. Hate. I was gonna say like it's not like, and the thing is it, like it goes it's hand in hand. It, it's not like we 
only liked Eckler because we hated Gordon because we always hated Gordon. It was like it transcended that. Like Eckler was yeah. love beyond that Gordon hate, you know? Like, uh, and if anything, he's even better because he pushed Gordon out. Like, that, if yeah. we love him even more because of it. Yeah, push him right out of San Diego slash Los Angeles. Like, it was so, great. Eckler, if you're listening, uh, maybe next time give the jersey to us. Also, can I read you the funniest? Uh, I'm sorry, this is an interruption. This is annoying, but this is the funniest drive I've ever seen in uh, in a football game, I think, that just happened. Oh, yeah, go ahead, yeah. Carolina five-yard penalty, uh, Houston rush, Houston rush, Houston rush, Carolina five-yard penalty, Carolina 15-yard penalty, Houston rush, Houston rush, Houston penalty, Houston rush, Houston punt. <laughs> How do they you have a one, like an eight, nine-play drive of all rushes? You get 30 yards in penalties, and you still wind up punting. Uh, that's what happens when you're part of Mills Mafia and also have uh, – What's his what's coach's name? I, I forget this coach's name even. David Cutcliffe or whatever. Curry. Yeah, but, isn't he the guy that punted on third down? Yep, yep. He had, they had third and 15, got 13 yards, declined the penalty for fourth and two, and then punted. Oh, wow. All right, well, look. Um, also, <laughs> um, I, didn't, I didn't realize this tonight, but before this – well, last season I wrote this for my notes for early September, but uh, the the referee that's roughing this game is Alex Kemp. He screwed over like four games last year, and with like awful call, awful calls that swung the the spread or the over under, and mm. screwed so many people. <laughs> Sounds so like... I never bet never bet on an Alex Kemp game. And this is an Alex Kemp game, so Sounds like God. I'm going to get screwed tonight. <laughs> this just reactions to Thursday, the best Thursday night football matchup possible. It's the most uh, random. How did they come up with this matchup? I, I don't even know why. At, whenever they made the schedule, you knew Deshaun Watson probably wasn't going to be the quarterback, and you knew that the Texans were in disarray. Why were they ever put on national television? Well, every team's got to do it, so they're okay. Just get it out of the way. Really? Every team has to do it? Is it like the... I didn't know that that was actually the thing. Like every team needs to be on national television. It's sort of like a, like at every, least once. It's like a, in like a, like kids sports, like rec sports. Everyone has to play, right? Yeah. Like everyone has Pretty to much. get in the game. Wow. Thursday yeah. night football is just a big experiment to see what kind of shit they'll put out there that the fans will just watch. They know right. they know we're in a, an abusive relationship. Right. We're going to keep coming back. It doesn't matter. This as a, long as you have a fantasy player playing. You're you're watching football. That, that's true. It doesn't matter. That's true. They can put the biggest shit. And honestly, also, some of my favorite games are when two terrible teams, not that Carolina's terrible, but when two terrible teams play a good game, like Washington versus the Giants last week, when it's just like, all right, these two teams suck and neither have you know any chance of making it far this year, but I'll watch them play to a draw. <laughs> The um, what was it? They used to have the the color rush. Oh my god! I, I they used to have they used to have the the color rush with like the really ugly jerseys and like you know what? You want shit football? Here are some shit jerseys. They um, <laughs> like eat up eat up piggies. I I, I, and I, but I think we're I think we're long past experiments though. Like they know what they're doing now. It, it's it's a it's a tried and true formula. Like Brian said, as long as we have fantasy football to to play, there'll always be someone watching football. Yeah, just throw it in the slot bucket. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not even someone. Yeah, like John said, they'll not not just one someone, millions of little piggies at the trough. It doesn't matter. We we're we're hook hook line and sinker. We need it. I, I we, this is this is what we have, and uh, we'll take it. Thank you, Roger Goodell. Thank you, NFL. Yeah, we, terrible games. We thank them for it. That's how you yeah, know you've won. Dig into BDSM. Um, and then, all right, so uh, the most of Tennessee, Seattle. Tennessee came back from a uh, bunch of points down to avoid 0-2 start. And then Minnesota, Arizona. Arizona looking like they could be a team of destiny this year. I'm calling it early. Call Didn't it we early. do this last year, though? Yes. I, I I'm, calling would, it, I'm calling it early again. T- team of destiny. I was on the Cardinals bandwagon last year. I'm staying with the Cardinals bandwagon, so I have not. I have not jumped off that. Uh, yeah, we know. That, we know. So I'm. I'm well, right there. So it's a two-year bandwagon. So this is more like a um, Oregon Trail oh, uh, type bandwagon where it just takes a while yeah. to get there. Yeah. yeah. A couple, he's he's, a he's forded some rivers. He's fought off some dysentery. Oh, yeah. He's lost a couple to dysentery, but he's still there. <laughs> well, go, got to go hunting, got to shoot some of your food, you know, got to collect that stuff and, you know, bring it back onto the thing. You know, we're we're, we're going. It's a slow go. We'll get there. <laughs> and you're picking up stragglers along the way. Yeah, look, we're picking up A.J. Green's like right before he dies of dysentery. You know, we're trying to bring him back uh, out. A.J. Green's dying right away. You know, they, they're doing what they can. You know, J.J. Watt, they're picking on him up. You know, come on, join the uh, join the trail. You know, we're going to... I love it. J.J. Yeah. Watt still got a lot of juice left in the tank. Also still has a lot of um, four TV moments left in the tank. Uh, no matter how old J.J. Watt gets, he'll always know how to please the cameras, man. You know, yeah. he rolls on Dalvin Cook a little bit. He's going to make sure, you know, he gets a good... Uh, of humbled apology in where everybody's focusing on him. He's good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like good guy. JJ Watt, good right. guy. Knows where the cameras are. Good guy. It's a uh, good player, better teammate. A lot of people say that about him. Great locker room guy. Oh yeah. Great locker room guy. Um, so my thing with Arizona, if we're just doing Arizona takes, yeah, I, I've been waiting with how like, how much Kyler Murray can throw it. I've just been waiting for them to like finally have a fantasy viable wide receiver that's not DeAndre Hopkins. And I'm really so I'm really glad we have Rondell Moore because it's like last year they'd be in these really high games and you're like, wait, how come nobody else like well, how come I can't find two people to start on Arizona when they're scoring thirty points a game? Uh, I don't understand this. Where's all their fantasy? Mm-hmm. Um, that was actually a perfect segue because I've well I have two Arizona stats. First is uh, Kyler is uh, obviously he's elite, playing elite right now, uh, but he's the first player ever with three pass TDs and a rush TD in each of his first two games. Um, so that's pretty special. And then also on my under the radar wide receivers, Rondell Moore has 35 fantasy points in PPR right now. Like that's that's crazy. I don't think anyone was really talking about him that much before, you know, in preseason. I mean, not the way they were talking about other, you know, wide receivers, like rookie wide receivers, right? So, like, oh, man, just watching watch Chris McCaffrey leaving sucks. Um, anyway. Yeah, that he, you know, because you usually don't target the, like, uh, shifty, small, gadgety wide receivers because you just think, 
it's going to take them a while to uh, to fulfill their potential if they ever do. But mm-hmm. there's also always a chance, like, the shifty smaller ones are more Odell Beckham than uh, what's a sh- than Tavon Austin. Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> like, they could just, like, Ronda Moore could just be a good wide receiver who also excels in the open field. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have to just be an open field guy. Whereas, like, the guy, the Giants draft it seems like he's a non-factor route runner who happens to be very good in the open field it's like great we love we love gadget players um jason garrett has a you know a whole career uh, of being able to exploit gadget players really well you know they always (laughs) all that money they spent on Tavon austin they got so much out of him so yeah let's do this it fits perfectly with the offense two receptions for negative two yards week one no receptions in week two for your uh, your gadgety Giants guy. We I don't all think have a random rap yet. No, we all have more yards than him. That's pretty cool. Yeah, look at that. I'm getting paid less. Yeah, I'm paid less. not at all. That's um, cool. We do accept donations. Um, uh, another cool, uh, in- interesting takeaways from week one. Just figured to throw it out there. Week two. Um, week, two. week two, sorry. Um, Joe Burrow, uh, three picks in a row. Um after yeah, having the, after, multiple picks in a row. After having the longest streak, uh, current streak, without throwing an interception. Pretty interesting. Um, and they almost still won that game. Uh, Chicago tried to give it away. Um, that was pretty interesting in my part. Um, I'm a little... I don't know. Are you guys a little worried about Josh Allen at all? Or... Uh... Points, right? So. I mean, I'm just saying, like, the the... Maybe, maybe not necessarily fantasy Josh Allen, just Josh Allen as that, like, people thought MVP, right? Like, you know, and versus Miami where they put up 35, and now a lot of some of that was defense. Um, but he really didn't throw the ball that well, um, you know, completion percentage-wise and yardage-wise. Like, he didn't look like the Josh Allen of last year. Like, I don't know. Like, are we, are we too – everyone too quick – to anoint him possible MVP? I mean, yeah, but also no. Like, he was that good last year, but there was like, I don't know. I like to see him. You got to do it for a couple years, I feel like, before people are like, okay, this guy should be front runner for MVP. Because, I mean, and now you're looking at like someone like Derek Carr. Look what he's doing in two games this year. Oh, right. okay. Well, trust him or bust him for, you know, spoiler alert next week. The whole Raiders team is going to be on trust them or bust them. Oh. <laughs> and uh, I'm, bust, I'm busting all those guys. <laughs> you bu- um, you busted. You know the Raiders usually start out hot. All right, so first of all, Josh Allen, there's not too much you could do when you just go up 35 nothing, And, like, it kind of reminds me of Jameis Winston's first week game where it's just like, okay, he only threw for 175 yards because they didn't need him to do any more. Obviously, Jameis had a bunch of touchdowns. Josh Allen didn't. So we'll see when the games get more competitive. He'll probably start putting up stats. Uh, I'm trusting Derek Carr as long as he stays healthy, which, you know, he has a history of not. That offense looks awesome. And they played two really tough games. Yeah, and that's, yeah. The, that's the thing. It's like the the caliber of teams they played, you know, week one and week two have been, you know, at least defensively wise, should be, you know, tough games. And they've persevered and looked good, like, Back to back, which is crazy. So, 
I can't believe that their offensive line looks as good as it has the first two weeks. Like, I, I mean, I was ever just talking about their defense. Their defense is awesome. Max Crosby looks like he's going to be the next big, like, uh, defensive end star or pass rushing star. Yeah, he looks um, good. He looks real he's good. He's so long. Yeah. Like, I feel like he's a couple steps and he's in the backfield. Like, he is he's a really long dude for a, a pass rusher. He's extremely, yeah, extremely quick, too. Um, but, like, their offensive line, like, that was, like, I think that was definitely my biggest, like, question about their offseason, like, why they do that. But working so far. Yeah, they're definitely making us eat our words um, from the offseason. Yeah. Kenny Drake might make you eat your words, too, for how much you poo-pooed him, Anthony. I'm still going to poo-poo Kenyon Drake. I don't know what he's doing. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Looking pretty good past catching running back so far. I'm, he's the least of my, my concerns is Kenyon Drake. So. <laughs> <laughs> and the, what's the most of your concerns? Um, the Christian McCaffrey injury just happened. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, all right. Anything else about week two? Or shall we move on to week three? Any, let's see. Any other, I mean... This, I mean, we, I could talk about all these games and how. I mean, just like a couple under the radar wide receivers. If you're, I mean, not that people are really hurting for wide receivers because it's so deep, but Quint, Quintez Cephas from the Reliance, KJ Osborne from the Vikings, Tim Patrick from the Broncos, Darnell Mooney, Brian's uh, preseason boy from the Bears. The Moons. All putting up, All putting up two solid games so far. Yeah, and uh, just uh, Fields is going to be starting week three. So, interesting time for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, yes, I mean, is he a stash for you? Do you um, you might have a couple slow games, but do you uh, want to? I mean, that running capability is is tantalizing to say the least. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just look at what like Kyler Murray's turned into in three years, and he's gonna be probably looks like he's gonna be QB one. Like a running ability like that is something that you just want to hone in on. Give him a couple weeks, and then he'll figure it out. I feel like. Yeah, as long as Dalton's not healthy again, because then they said he's the number one quarterback. So. Oh my god, I don't trust that. I don't trust that coach. Matt, Matt Nagy's the best. I would hate. Oh my gosh, that's like he's not as bad as Gase, but he's been around longer than Gase, so it's like. Is he now the? Is he the new now or not favorite like uh, coach in the NFL at this point? Like, is there anyone like? Because like before it was uh it was Bill O'Brien was up there, it was Gase was yeah. up there. Um, is I mean he's not really hateable. He's just like incompetent. That's what I mean. Like, is he the one we like? We we think like we don't like the least. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess. Based on like what what what, they, what he does with the team, it's gotta be. Yeah, Nagy. I mean, Nagy's yeah, gotta be he's kind of ruining Allen Robinson, kind of ruining David Montgomery, who's like still shows he can be good uh, behind that shitty line. Back to David Montgomery's uh, statistics, though: twenty for sixty, what? no touchdowns. Classic David Montgomery. Love it. Want to see more of yeah. that? Really excited. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but 20, though, that's a lot of rushes. I mean, he's going to be a running back, too, all season because that's a lot of rushes. Uh, that's fine, but that was, his stat, that was the stat line that I had for him. Uh, rookie season and the first 10 games of last year was like the 20 for 60, 20 for 70, and never finding the end zone. So get back to those Montgomery numbers. I'm enjoying it. Okay. All right, let's go to the uh, You go ahead. Yeah, I just had a couple, like, overreactions, underreactions, proper reactions. What yeah. about uh, 
LA Chargers being a lockdown defense against a team's number one wide receiver. They have now locked down McLaurin, and they have locked down Amari Cooper, and did a pretty good job on Lamb, although Lamb had a decent PPR game. But uh, do you see this now that they're a healthy defense? Do you see this continuing this week? Yeah, I see that. Uh, that's definitely a proper reaction. Uh, I mean, their secondary, now that Derwin James is healthy, their secondary was already fairly decent last year, and now you add Derwin James into it, and that just the pass rushing, pass, yeah, pass rushing capabilities of that defensive line makes it tough for any quarterback to to be very consistent. I mean, they held the Cowboys to what twenty points? Yeah, and 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 the, and, and the, they scored what thirty something against the Buccaneers, who we all thought would be one of the best defenses in the league. Oh, the, About, the 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 Cowboys did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like we're, we're that may that may be a overreaction on the Bucks defense about how good they are, but well, the Bucks yeah. defense has a good they have a good run defense, but their pass defense is something to be desired. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, look, this is gonna be a good test again. Chargers versus the uh, the Chiefs this week in in uh, Kansas City. So uh, that will be uh, another real test for this uh, Chargers defense. See, you know what they can do, what kind of pressure they can get on Mahomes if they can do. Something similar to what the Buccaneers did in the Super Bowl to Mahomes, make him run, uh, make him throw some bad passes, and with players like Derwin James in that back in the secondary, maybe make him make some mistakes. So, all right, how about this? Overreaction, underreaction, proper reaction. Nobody has stood out that wasn't supposed to as a superstar besides Cooper Cup. I'm talking about top five round guys going into the draft. I don't think anybody has really played themselves into like being a first round guy besides Cooper Cup. I can't think of anybody where you're like, damn, you got him in the third round. Uh, he's going nuts. Hmm. So we're not talking about like top, like first round guys. We're talking about like guys like like steals. We're like- talking about yeah, guys that you drafted as a wide receiver too, as a running back too. I can't think – there hasn't been too I'd say, many overachievers. There's one I can think of, um, uh, uh, Hollywood Brown. Okay, he's yeah. Had, he's had a solid first two games, scored both games, I think 15 – at least 15 PPR points each game. What? Yeah, you're – okay, he's overachieved his position into being now an every week wide receiver three flex starter. I got one. But has there been somebody that is – Every week you think maybe this is my wide receiver one slash running back one. Uh, I don't think wide receiver one, but I mean a guy who I think has now I think finally propelled himself up, maybe into a wide receiver two status. Could be creeping, maybe creeping. Mike Williams on the Chargers. Mike Williams looks really good, and you just hope he stays healthy, right? Is that yeah. he can't ever his entire career. I mean, 22 targets, 15 receptions, two touchdowns. I mean, looking real good on that offense. So they need to get more say, points on the board, though. Damn charge. Can we say Tyler Lockett? Because Tyler Lockett yeah. always plays as a top wide receiver for the first month of the season. <laughs> okay. All right. That was, that was going to be mine. Okay. Yeah, Tyler Lockett's the hands off because he does this every year. Um, Just wait until Tyler- wait until October, mid October. He will uh, he'll come back down to earth. This is another health one with Hollywood Brown and with um, with Mike Williams. Marvin Jones. 
I know he's old, <laughs> so he has to stay healthy. Bless you. Thank but you. clearly, um, the favored wide receiver in that group and is getting all the garbage time points he can shoot up. 17 points week one, 18 points week two. Just target after target for that guy. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's that's definitely a very good one. Um, I mean, DJ Moore has looked really good so far this year. I think I think we underranked him. Like people are underranking him. It's like he's had almost 1,200 yards the past two seasons. But obviously, like we have 15 targets the first half. Now I know we just mentioned it before. I think we uh, we got on the the started recording. Um, but Brandon Cooks, even if you know if Tyrod Taylor comes back, or maybe if uh, Mills could actually do something. I mean, that's a guy who's getting like really getting low in drafts. Uh, because everyone, you know, no one worried about the Texans because who would, who do they have? But so far, Brandon Cooks each week has looked really good, and seems like you know he's continuously getting targets from uh, Mills. Although- one of my biggest regrets of at all of my drafts was not trusting where I ranked Brandon. You remember how I ranked him high, and you guys were like, "What?" And I was like, "You know, he's going to finish as a top twenty-five wide receiver," and I just didn't listen to myself. And it's just like, yeah, obviously he is. Every year of his career, Brandon Cooks, you're right, is one of the most underrated wide receivers of my lifetime. Um, just a thousand yard guy every single year. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who he plays with, who he plays for, and how many guys he play. He because he's been on offenses where there's been two other great receivers. He's been on offenses with terrible quarterbacks. The dude just comes and he. The, honestly, the only. Guy he's ever failed with was Tom Brady when he was on the Patriots. Was uh, the only time I can remember Brandon Cooks not being great. But did he even fail, or was it just like I, I'm pretty did sure? Did he get really bad concussions, like two concussions? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, he did get some. Yeah, he did some get some some concussions himself. He, concussion. he played a full. Ga- he actually played a full sixteen games for the Patriots, and he caught sixty five passes for over a thousand yards. Oh okay. Then I'm yeah I'm wrong. Uh, then he had a fine year. Yeah, it looks like if you well his rookie season he only played ten games and he only started seven games, got five hundred fifty yards, which is nuts. But if you take out his rookie season, he only he's only had one season under a thousand yards, and that was the that was the year when he had the concussions was with the Rams. He had played fourteen games, but he was constantly. He may have yeah, played he a lot of games. I was going to say he didn't play a full 14 games. Like he was in those games, but he yeah. really wasn't in those games. So you could really knock out that season. You knock out his rookie year. When he did get hurt, he broke his leg 10 games in. Um, yeah, 1,000 yard receiver every season. Yeah, so that that is take out the first season because he played half a season. Um, so five out of his six seasons, 1,000 yards. And. You know, he's on pace for it again this year and will most likely get it with the extra game. Uh, that's tough. I mean, six out of seven is a tough thing to do. Uh, let's start giving Brandon Cooks some respect. So, all right. So, Brandon Cooks, you've been playing. For, uh, how old do you think Brandon Cooks is? Because I actually just looked and I was like, wow, he's still that young. I'm guessing 29 because you said six out of seven. He's, he's 27. 28. Sorry, he's going to be 28 in two days. <laughs> He's 28 oh, years old. Put him as 28 on a Pro Football Reference. They're oh, jumping wow. the gun on oh, him. Oh, wow. Ooh, come on, man. Even Pro Football Reference not giving him any respect. Please. <laughs> um, but That's yeah. Insane. 
It's crazy. He's got another three years of prime left for, I mean, it could be more, but usually wide receiver, you think around 31 is when they start to but just really dip. Get him with a, get him with another good quarterback, like, that could get him the ball. I mean, imagine him, uh, oh, man. I I've always, I mean I was excited when the Saints drafted Brandon Cooks. He had a couple of good seasons with him. Was upset when he got traded uh, to the Patriots, but uh, you know I've always liked Brandon Cooks. Okay, so let's go on to some Week Three games. Um, the first game I have lined up for us is the Bears at the Browns. Um, first start for Justin Fields. How are we feeling going up against this Browns defense? For Allen Robinson, do we feel like I mean Allen Robinson did okay with Andy Dalton? It wasn't like you know anything eye-opening, but also Darnell Mooney. Uh, is this going to open up anything for David Montgomery? Because you know defensive line is not going to be able to just like hone in on Andy Dalton. No, I think this is going to be a tough game for uh, for Fields uh, to come in as his first start in Cleveland. Cleveland's defense pretty good. Um, they're gonna get at him, you know. They're definitely gonna they're gonna they're gonna run. They got uh, what Miles Garrett, uh, Davian Clowney, like they're gonna good they're secondary. Gonna, they're yeah. gonna yeah, they're gonna get at him. So I think it's gonna be t- like fantasy wise, you ain't you ain't playing Justin Fields. Like I, I no no. Um, but it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be a for sure gonna be a tough game for him. I like Cleveland in this game a lot. Um, I would honestly, if I would, I would be inclined to play the Cleveland defense. May uh, yeah, I was I was gonna say that maybe uh, Fields is a tough guy to sack, but I, I think a lot of running quarterbacks are usually pretty easy to sack if your name's not Kyler Murray, because you think you can like you don't throw they don't throw it away as much. Yeah, you can. They think they just run around until they get sacked. <laughs> Yeah, so I feel like that's a misconception is that like you don't sack running quarterback. Kyler Murray can't be sacked. He's a wizard. Um, he's just little Michael Vick. Uh, how about this first storyline for this game? What Allen Robinson, third straight, 10-point and under game, heavy trade target after this. Like, I, I'm going, I'm just going to, I'm going to vulture around. Allen Robinson owners and uh, try to snipe that guy off somebody because I think this is going to be another low output game for him with Fields' first game. And uh, he's just been proven, has proved his whole career. Another guy who gets over a thousand yards every year uh, that he's good. I mean, yeah, you can definitely, this is going to be the path the time that you're going to be able to start sweet talking some some folks that we uh i mean we were talking about it earlier you'll be able to start sweet talking some underperforming uh superstars i didn't realize he had both games were under 10 i thought he had at least one 10 point game but i think it was exactly 10 10 or i so i think i said 10 or under because i'm pretty sure he got oh, okay. i think his last game was uh six for oh six for 35 okay Six for 35, so that's nine and a half. And then two for 24 and a touchdown, that's 10.4. Oh, God. Two for 24. If you, if you, how do you get two receptions? How do you only get your best receiver two receptions? Against the Bengals, too. God. Yeah, seriously. You know, if, if I'm, 
if I'm not a, an Allen Robinson owner in any league, but if he has another bad game, for sure would I be trying to, uh, I guess, swindle a owner who is really worried about Allen Robinson at this moment because he, at some point, will get a uh, connection with either Dalton or Fields, one of the two, and they will work through it, and it will get better as the season goes along. And you end up having yourself a, a number, you know, wide receiver two. So yeah, or even a one if Fields starts. If he progresses, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely, that's definitely a move, for sure. But in this week, I think it's going to be tough for him. I think it's going to be tough with Cleveland in the first game for Fields, so. Also, that that uh, play that McCaffrey got injured on, do you ever see any good outcome when the running back does that, I'm going to jump with one foot leaning, what, like in the air, to try to fake people out that like, that jump hard land on leg. You know what I'm talking about? That yep. move that's running back yep. to you every now and then where they jump in the air with one foot leading and then they land hard on the leg and pivot to the next side. Like you could do that cut without the jump. I feel like the jump is the flashy part. Like it's uh, absolutely unnecessary. You're not jumping for anybody. <laughs> the guy is in front of you. Like you're not trying to jump over him. You're just like doing some fancy cut. I, that move never ends well. I don't know. I hate when that's like one of my. I just think it's unnecessary. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm writing McCaffrey if I'm a McCaffrey owner and going, just leave the jump out. Just do the cut. <laughs> stop jumping. Just stop fucking jumping. Please, please, just do the cut. I don't want it. <laughs> Same thing, I'm writing Lamar Jackson. I'm going, Lamar, that's the coolest thing ever. I love when people flip into the end zone. Um, don't ever do that again. Me, just, yeah, let me trade you first or something. Yeah. But I yeah. thought it was, I don't own Lamar in any leagues. I thought it was super cool. So go Lamar, that's awesome. But don't ever do it again. <laughs> um, I also, uh, I mean, what else to say about this? I don't think Montgomery's going to have a good game, but that's just part for the course for me saying uh, things about Montgomery. Um, Odell, right, Beckham, about- Odell Beckham is apparently full go, so he's going to be back and uh, Landry's really? not playing, yes. Uh, I, just, I just saw that he said we'll see. Um, speaking of Browns, how do you feel about Kareem Hunt this week? Um, like every week, I always start Kareem Hunt. Yeah, okay. right? yeah he's I an mean... every week starter. I know it's the Browns, but I mean, I know it's the the Bears' defense looks better, but they give it to him enough. He's got enough volume. Yeah, I, I like him. I like obviously Chubb and of course Hunt, but it's because he gets enough volume compared to other running backs in the league that should be starters. So, and. The Browns run the ball like it's the 1950s. So, that's true. Got to stick with it. I like it. But gonna be a good game. I'm picking the Browns. Browns win by. Browns win by six. I don't know why I'm doing that all of a sudden, but I mean, like, I mean you're doing that all of a sudden. Yeah, it's kind of just a you thing. That's what I said. I said I don't know why I'm doing that all of a sudden. Yeah, you said wait. Um, all right, let's go on to. Next game, I have uh, the Falcons at the Giants. Daniel Jones was the PFF top-ranked uh, quarterback last week. Oh, my God. What? It's you just, don't believe that? No, it's just funny. It's just because Ryan called, called it about the only time he ever plays well is versus Washington. Yep. Yeah, and he was my boy of the week. And I, I 
I'm sure I won Boys of the Week because of that. I must have. We'll see. I mean, my guys, I, my guys, I, did absolute yeah. trash. I think my guys have a total of like forty yards between them. Yeah, your yours were stressed. Oh, I know, is Anthony was last. Um, <laughs> I must have won with that Jones <laughs> game. Um, all right. So for the Falcons, do we believe Cordell Patterson is a a starter at running back or whatever he's playing for the Falcons, especially against the Giants defense? He's he's like a he's like he's like. A hybrid. He's a rover. He's a hybrid, yeah. and would you play? Uh, would you play um, Naheem Hines? Because that's my. Th- if you would play somebody like Hines, then you would play him. Uh, like that's how how I think he's going to score. Jamal Williams. Would you play Jamal Williams? Yeah, probably. Would you play J.D. McKissick. He's kind of in that zone. The but I think Cordero Patterson has like a a clearer path to more touches than those guys. I think. I think well besides like Heinz has Taylor, McKissick has Gibson, uh, Williams has Swift. Yeah, but I still think Jamal Williams is in, like he's part of that offense. Like uh, the other guys, I agree with you, but I think Williams will get his each week, except for last week. <laughs> no, he got he got a, he got a decent amount of uh, touches last week. Yeah, just, they didn't really do anything. The Lions. Neither, I mean. neither of the two running backs did anything. I was gonna say it's, it, they had a bad game, but it's not like yeah, the, the leading rusher was Jared Goff, like you know, but he still had seven carries, yeah. like he just didn't do anything with it. He had three receptions and seven carries, like compared to DeAndre Swift's four receptions and eight carries. So like yeah, 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 even I, even share. It was a weird bad game, and they didn't throw out to the running backs as much as they did last the game before. Um do you do you try do you want to play Daniel Jones again after after that week or do you say hey this is the perfect letdown everyone's saying the Falcons defense is the worst in the league and uh everyone is going to be starting Daniel Jones in DFS and as like a sneaky pick and he's going to let you down is that where we're going or are we going you know he could be thrown out there uh, I think I mean I think he can be thrown out there. The Falcons have allowed 40, uh, 80 points in the first two games of the season, breaking their record of last year of seventy eight points allowed uh, in the first two games of a season. Um, so yeah, if you're expecting him to be any type of quarterback, he's got. I mean, you, you he's on your team. If he's on your bench in two QB league, you're definitely starting him this week. And I mean, you're hoping that I mean. I mean, certainly Shepard should have a good game, and you're hoping that Saquon Barkley finally does something for you. Well, here, here's going off of what Brian was saying. Here's how it is, and actually, it's what you were saying too, John. So, when it comes to Daniel Jones coming off a big game in Washington, thinking he's going to go against the worst defense in Atlanta, but then remember last year where Atlanta was the worst defense, but then they had these really weird, fucking sneaky. Good defensive games that came out of nowhere, near closing like the last half of the year. I feel like that's what's going to happen. Everyone's going mm-hmm. into this game. Daniel Jones, high and mighty, versus a team that he always fucking destroys. Going up against the team that should have given up eighty points in two games, who is somehow now going to lock them down, and it's going to be yeah, he's going to score twelve. Points. It's going to be a. <laughs> I guarantee you, the ending score of this game is going to be like. 17 to 14 like some bullshit like 17 16 like like you you'd probably expect 
70 points. Like I wonder what the over-under is, but I guarantee you, if you take the under, you're probably going to end up winning, which is probably the no one's going to take the under. It It's going to be a true test of can he actually only play against the Washington football team? Like, it, is, do we do we find a football player that only knows how to play against a, one team? team? But he's a superstar when he plays against one team. So, like, this will be a real test for him because this is an easy test. He should pass it. Um, now, to me, Daniel Jones has uh, moved after one game, I know this is a wild assumption, has moved into a quarterback where I think if he had a different offensive coordinator, he could be mildly good. Because he, to me, he's like a um, he's a Cam Newton, where if you're not going to call design run plays for him, then you might as well just throw him out. Because he's a trash quarterback if you're not going to. But if you're going to call design run plays, he can be a good quarterback. Like if you're going to call 10 a game, like it, it would be like if they said Lamar Jackson's not running it anymore. It's like, well, then just throw him out because Lamar Jackson's not a quarterback if he's not running it. Like, his threat is that he's going to get 100 yards a game. Daniel Jones should, shouldn't be an NFL quarterback if you're going to say, we're not going to do 10 design runs a game. You have to. You, you have to do – if they don't do it, then fire Jason Garrett right away. Like, it's – that's the only way he's going to be a decent quarterback. Gonna... He should be getting 70 70- – 70 to 80 yards on the ground every game. I, I, will, I will say that he is going to lead the Giants in rushing again this week. So, I hope so because then they used him right. And they'll, if, he leads the, if he leads the Giants in rushing, they, they have a good game in my opinion. Look, he's nowhere near Lamar Jackson. I'm not calling him Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is a better thrower and a better runner. But he's in the same vein where... Lamar Jackson is a mid-level quarterback if you take away – if you said you're not allowed to run anymore. Daniel Jones is a shit-level quarterback if you say that, but at least he's a <laughs> mid-level quarterback if you let him run. All right, so off of Daniel Jones, though, let's go to the three wide receivers that somewhat matter on the Giants, Shepard, Slayton, and Galladay. Um, if you had a choice to pick one to start, who were you starting? Shepard. Yeah, yeah. I want to say Galladay is going to have some kind of breakout game. But, yeah, like Shepard's the easy PPR guy. Slayton, I I don't ever trust Slayton. He always has these games where he gets open for these long touchdowns, and then he goes back to doing two for ten or something. Like, it's not worth it. He's the modern-day Travis Benjamin. <laughs> Travis wow, Benjamin. okay. That's a name I've ever thought of in a long time. But yeah, if I if I had to rank him, it'd probably be Shepard Galladay Slayton, I think. This week. Yeah. Yeah, although it's volatile, right? So if Galladay has a good game, then you're switching the ranking. I just it's not it's it's kind of a I need to see it with Galladay. But I think they're gonna be in I think they're gonna have a lot of pressure to get him the ball after spending so much money on him and then essentially not using him the yeah. first couple of weeks. And the whole sideline blow-up thing. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad he yelled at Jason Garrett. I mean, more people need to. I was say, I feel like I've... I don't think I've talked to a Giants fan that was like, yeah, got more people should yell at Jason Garrett for good reason. Um, on the other side, what do we think? Kyle Pitts, think he's going to have a decent game? What year was it when the Giants were like tight end gold? Every oh, game... Five years in a row. Yeah. 
it was like re- it was tight recent. ends would go off for like a hundred yards and a touchdown every game against them. It was, was it? crazy. It's like they had a, a long period of my life where they didn't know how to cover the middle of the field. It was like when they were still in that old football mind where the linebackers have to be big and bulky mm-hmm. and not move. Like linebackers are are sack animals. It's kind of like what they thought of, and it's like no, they don't cover. Like, what are you talking about? Linebackers cover? No, no, no. That's not the NFL we know. <laughs> we need them to clog the middle of the field for the running backs. So the Giants were like five years late. So they, yeah. By the way, people are, um, you know, spreading the field, and we need our linebackers to cover. They were so late to that party. <laughs> All right. So I mean, you think could could this be Pitt's game to break out? I mean, sure. I mean. Like honestly, if you're an offensive player in this game and you don't break out, I'm gonna have major questions about you. If you and if you drafted Kyle Pitts, you've drafted him probably somewhat what fifth tight end, right? Sixth Pretty high, something yeah. like that. Like you're you're at this point, you're still playing him, right? We're not. Yeah, obviously. We're not trusting him to bust him yet. That's next yeah. week. I mean, he, he's getting targets and he's looked good. He just hasn't. They just haven't had that game where they've put it together for him. But it's not like, you know. Five for seventy-three is a bad tight end game, especially against the Buccaneers. Like that's, I'm not coming out of that game being like, "Damn, really blew it on Pitts." Like five for seventy-three is pretty good against the Bucks. I know it's just you. You, know, you put up twenty-eight points and sort of like you were hoping, eh, maybe one of those go to him. Said two touchdowns go to Cordero Patterson. It's like yeah, yeah it's just frustrating. It's kind of a- it's very frustrating. John. <laughs> Down. Oh shit! He's not on it. He's not on That's it. That's too too late. Too late. Um, uh, moment's lost. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I mean, if we're talking about guys, I mean, Calvin Ridley better break out for the Falcons. Um, I'm that's the my- guy. Yeah, that's the guy I really want to see because, you know, he was a second round pick for most leagues. Yep. Yeah. Hey, maybe if he has a bad game this week, he's another guy you can sort of like, you know, move on. Look, there's so many guys like that. Uh, what we were saying earlier in the podcast, it feels like Cooper Cup is the only guy that's like, all right, hey, guys, I'll be a superstar. Fucking crazy superstar, man. Him and Matt Stafford, yep. like best buddies. Yeah. Hey, have you? Speaking of Cooper Cup, have you had time to work on uh, Cream of the Cup yet? Oh, no, I thought you went with Kareem. I thought you ended up going with uh, Kareem Hunt on that one. Well, yeah, but I, what if I want to switch? Like, if I'm, like, I might say Kareem Hunt this week. For Corderell Patterson, oh, well, I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna tinker for a while. Well, sorry, no, well, I, like, I, I did not, and nor do I have time at this point. Yeah, I, I barely okay. have, I barely have time to do this podcast. All right, oh fair man, enough. don't tell the listeners that. <laughs> um, it's life, right, man. Uh, we don't get, we don't get paid for this. We do it as, covers... we do it out of pure joy. And I'm All right, so that covers that game. Uh, next game, let's go to Bengals at Steelers, and I have a sec stat for Joe Burrow. All of the sacks against Joe Burrow have come after three seconds this season. I, oh. I thought you were going to talk about his balls for a second. Oh. <laughs> sacks that. So what you're uh, saying is he what, holds what, on to the what, ball. What, he what, ho- are you calling Joe Burrow a modern? Are you calling Joe Burrow baby Carson Wentz? He, yeah, he just holds on to the ball. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's already got hurt for really bad one year uh, because of it. Um, but also the Bengals' offensive line, surprisingly good. Like another offensive line that we thought was going to be uh, pretty terrible and Joe Burrow was going to be getting hit left and right. It's be- apparently because he just hangs on to the ball. 
No, and, he tries, and tries to throw it deep. Does he hang? There'd on? be better tool, but yeah. Well, they definitely be better with Sol, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's very Carson Wentzy, where everywhere they go, every like year there were people would be like, "Oh, is the line bad? Is it injured? What's going on with the Eagles?" And then he goes to Indy, and it's like, "Well, if you can't make it work with this line, it's got to be you." And uh, it's him. <laughs> it was him. And he, um, so. what did he, he hurt both of his ankles? That's all the ankles he has. How do you sprain both your ankles? When you get rolled up on by Aaron Donald, that's it's, how. It's just crazy. It's just so funny. It's, it's, I don't know. It's just. He's just. He's he's Samuel Jackson in that M Night Shyamalan movie. It's he, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> Wait, which which movie? Sam, what Sam Jackson? Unbreakable. Oh, Unbreakable. Yes, unbreakable. Oh, wow. I, I completely forgot that was M Night Shyamalan. Jesus Christ. Great, uh, um, great movie. But yeah, but, another test for Burrow though at Pittsburgh. Um, hopefully, for Pittsburgh's sake, Watt can play. They're not sure. Yet. I believe it's not sure yet if he will be able to go with his groin injury that he left uh, early on in that game. The Raiders. Steelers have like eight, Steelers have like eight groin injuries. They have a lot of groins. I think they need a new groin doctor. Um, but <laughs> that's what they used to call me in high school. <laughs> 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 I, I'm obsessed with this joke where no matter what people say, I used to I just say that's what they used to. Like if two words together sound funny, I can't help myself. I have to say that's what they used to call me in high school. So if you put any two words together, if they just sound mildly entertaining to me, I can't help myself. I just it spews out of my mouth. That sounds very sitcom esque. Like like you know, like something that would be a running gag in a sitcom. That that sounds like. D will say something that's mildly like we'll just say two random like a random thing. And then, like, before I could even get in my mouth, she goes, I know your nickname in high school. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's how, you know you've, that's how you know you've been together so long and, been, you know, are perfect for each other is when you do shit like that. Like, because you name, like, Al's not the same shit I to her. I do the same shit. Like, we know we're going to say the fucking thing before we even say it. You just say, like, you just, you just blurt out, I know you're going to do this. And then that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's still funny. It's not even it's not even finishing somebody's sentence. It's starting, middling, and ending your sentence. Yep. <laughs> like... <laughs> mine, mine just makes fun of my jokes and does my laugh. Like, like, like that's what she said. <laughs> and like, I don't sound like that. <laughs> well, John, you like love puns and like kids. Yeah. Jokes. Well, yeah. And I get, I get, I get it thrown back in my face. And I do not like it. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're honest about it. Yeah. There you go. Let it out, John. This is also a, a fantasy relationship podcast. Um, so yeah, what were we talking about? Uh, Bengals at Steelers. <laughs> um, I uh, wish uh, Joe Joe Burrow's uh, relationship with uh, getting the ball out quicker with, with now. Um, I mean, I think you're play, you're still playing your Bengals receivers, right? You're still playing yeah, T Higgins. You're four. still playing. You're playing what three receivers and a running back? That's crazy. Yeah. Like I said last week, could be the best. Uh, not, not, not this year. Not, oh, not next year. The year after, where you're, they're a year away from being a year away of the best position group in the league. Yeah, and look, Burrow is coming off an injury. He has some time to go, but is could he possibly want be one of those big yard men? But can't elevate his team. <laughs> Big yard man. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, but like uh, Matthew Stafford. The Matthew like, Stafford needs, type, yeah. Yeah, he needs to be on a better team. Like, he could definitely excel on a better team, but he's not going to make his crappy team good. But he's going to throw for a lot of yards. Well, I mean, if, if, you, if you're calling him baby Carson Wentz, then I'm going to say no. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad about the baby Carson Wentz. Uh, I hope he's not that. It's too early to tell on Burrow. He didn't even have a full season last year. Like, to give him, let's give him a little bit of time before we just start Carson Wentzing him. Like, come on. Okay. So Carson Wentz is the the bottom of the spectrum, and Big Yard Man is the top of the spectrum. <laughs> Big Yard Man's a good thing to do. I mean, look how successful Matthew Stafford is on a team that. Well, it's only two games, but so far on a good team, like Big Yard Man's good. Um, Matt Matt Ryan was Big Yard Man. And just you know, when his whenever his team was actually good, they would go far. But you know, big yard man's not bad. I just not everybody could be Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Some people just have to be big yard man. Big yard man. (laughs) I don't know why it sounds like the like the dad superhero. Philip Rivers. Uh, Oh, Philip Rivers. Rivers, Yeah. Big yard man. (laughs) It was big yard man until his arm noodled. (laughs) Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was a little noodle guy. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're giving me the quest, the the choice between Big Yard Man and Little Noodle Guy, I'm taking Big Yard Man all all day, every day. I mean, who would who would take Little Noodle Man? What do you want? Who, what are you, what are you using him for? I don't know. You know who's a Big Yard Man, and you know, <laughs> Burrow's kind of taking over for him. Carson Palmer was Big Yard Man. He was Big Yard. Um, <laughs> yeah, never really, never got his team too far, unless he had a very good team. But he was Big Yard Man. He did big yards. <laughs> he did. That's how you describe it. He did big yard. <laughs> yeah, he did very big yard. Um, who who's that guy that everybody loves that does reality TV now? Why can't I think of his name? Smoking Jay Cutler. Now he was in. He was he was. He was more of a. I think I think he was a gunslinger. He was not a yeah. big yard man. He was a gunslinger. He's not big yard man. Yeah, he's gunslinger. Gunslinger because you could get him confused. A gunslinger is not a big yard man. I feel like a yard gunslinger. Man don't throw as many interceptions. A gunslinger can be a big yard man, but a big yard man can't be a gunslinger. Yeah. Yeah, to be a big yard man, you can't just throw interceptions all willy-nilly. But, uh, all right, I'm trying to figure. <laughs> if we Brett big... Favre, gunslinger, not a big yard man. Well, no, he was an interception machine. Well, he was also just one of the best quarterbacks ever, so he, he transcends both of them. I guess so, but he was an interception machine. Um... Like... But what's I'm smoking Jay Cutler was a pure gunslinger, nothing else. So do we consider like is Big Ben a big? Was he a big yard man back in the day? Uh, no, nah, he's, he's, like he's, he's like a country boy. He's just like, <laughs> he's too you can't you can't be like you can't have multiple Super, Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and Big Ben also won every year of his career. Like Matt Stafford doesn't win every year. Matt Ryan doesn't win every year. Big Ben wins, like, he, they have a winning record every single year. So he, he transcends Big Yard Man just in the same way that Brett Favre transcends Gunslinger. Okay. Like, he's too big of a winner to just be labeled a Gunslinger. Uh, I like Big Yard Man. I don't know. Really... You know what? I think Derek Carr could be on his way to be a Big Yard Man. He could. He really could. He doesn't turn it over too much. He throws for big yards, and he doesn't win all the time. Yeah, not going to be a Super Bowl winner, probably. Yeah, unless he has the perfect team. Hmm. Interesting. Another big yard man coming into the league. All right. Uh, speaking of another quarterback in this classification, I guess, or similar classification, uh, Big Ben's injury, 
are we worried about that with uh, the Steelers wide receivers? I mean, who's like, their back? Who's their backup now? Is it still? Uh... I think it's Charlie Batch. <laughs> no, it's Tommy Maddox. Tommy Maddox is uh, is backing him up this uh, this year. Is it still the same? Uh, what is it, Mason? Mason Rudolph. Mason yeah. Rudolph. I wouldn't say Mason Crosby, but I knew that wasn't correct. Um, if Mason Rudolph is the quarterback, just nobody. Really? Yeah. Nobody. Like not even not even Najee Harris. Nobody. That offense is going nowhere. They will get less than 150 yards. Yeah, if Mason Rudolph's the quarterback, I say even play Cincinnati defense. <laughs> At that point, yeah, probably. Play. Oh wait, wait, Dwayne Haskins. Uh, uh, Dwayne Haskins is the third string. Maybe he'll be in there. Really play the really play the Cincinnati defense at that point. Don't let Big Ben f- play you though. He has been the I I'll do I, I'm going to do everything I can to get on the field guy his entire career. He <laughs> just does that. He's not injured. He's as injured as every other football player is injured. Big Ben talked about his injuries more than any football player in the history of football. He's the and he yeah. for some reason. He's built this whole persona where it's like Big Ben, toughest guy on the football field, will play through anything. It's like, no, that's just because Big Ben says he's injured after every single game and goes, I'm going to do whatever I can to get on the field. And then he gets on the field. And, and he, put, he puts like 20 ice packs on. Yeah. If anything, Big Big Ben plays better the more injured he is until he can't play. And then that's when he doesn't play well because then he doesn't play. But <laughs> you want Big Ben to be a little injured. Because he's done, he's to- talked like this his entire career. Yeah, guys, you know, I'm really banged up right now. I'm gonna do everything I can to get back on the field. Um, oh, that Big Ben's really toughing it out. It's like I've never heard somebody talk about injury more than Big Ben. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, but uh, th- what do we know about Deontay Johnson? Speaking of, uh, <laughs> speaking of injuries. <laughs> Uh, still questionable at this point. I didn't really hear anything. He's on one of my teams, so I've been keeping up with it. All right, so he, he did not participate today in practice. Let's just go with that to start. Um, yeah. Not a, not, not, not a good like sign. He avoided what looked like a very bad injury yes. at the time. On a, on a play that did not matter. Dumb. Did not matter, that play. Um, yeah. I, I'm going to think that he doesn't play based on everything. Um I've seen, or at least if he, or at least he's going to have a questionable tag until Sunday. He's either going to be a game time or doesn't play. I think it'll um, be a better Juju game. Like I yeah, think Juju I mean, will have a better game. If he, if he doesn't play, then yeah, Juju and Claypool are must starts. If he does play, Claypool is a borderline flex. If he does play, yeah, and Najee Harris, you're still playing, but he might be on a trust of a bust him next week. Based on the offense and how this thing is rolling, because Steelers' offense not looking so hot. Uh, you know who Najee Harris is right now? David Montgomery. Oh, mm. for sure, for sure, right now he's getting twenty something carries a game, playing a hundred percent of the snaps. Uh, and you know he's going to break some. He's going to have some good games when the offense is rolling. But if the offense is bad, yeah, he's not going to do much. Yep, he's not creating his own opportunity. Like he's he's not. You know, turning nothing, nothing into something. I mean, he had a nice, the nice play on the touchdown that he had last week was that was really nice. But other than that, wasn't much out of him. So, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much that. 
So, well, keep an eye on keep an eye on Ben and keep an eye on Deontay Johnson. So, like I said, he'll be out there. Ben will be out there. But if he's not, play everyone on the Steel. <laughs> play everyone on yeah. the Bengals, including the defense. Do not play anyone on the Steelers because Mason Rudolph yeah, and Dwayne he, Haskins are terrible. But he, but he'll be out there, and, and John's right. He'll have ice packs everywhere. It'll be like, can we leave some ice packs for the rest of the team? Like, <laughs> what, how do you have so many ice packs? <laughs> All right, what do we got next, John? What's our uh... uh? We got the Dolphins at the radar at the Raiders. I don't know. Why I said the radars. The radars. Uh, oh, I kind of like the radars. Yeah. The um. All right. So Dolphins, I was going to be without Tua for a little bit. Um, I feel like they don't take that big of a step back with Jacoby Brissett, who always who filled in last year for Philip Rivers pretty decently and probably made that offense a little bit better. Yeah, look, it's, there's not going to be any drop off really, and I think like again, like you, you mentioned earlier, John, before we started recording, I think um, that it might actually help Fuller, uh, who's coming back this week, uh, because mm-hmm. Brissett can just chuck it up there. So I think it could be a good game for Fuller versus the Raiders. I mean, the the uh, do I trust too many? Uh, Jazeki not really doing anything. Uh, Gaskin, yeah, he's I mean, droppable, of course. Gaskin, the running game hasn't really looked like anything on on Miami. Uh, the defense was supposed to be really like touted so far this year. I mean, maybe they'll have a good game. I mean, their secondary is supposed to be one of the best in the league, and I don't know. This is definitely I'm a good test. I'm wait on some of the skill people on Miami because of their because of their Patriots. Uh, Bills matchups. I'm ready to see what they do against a softer defense, but uh, I was hopeful that Tua was going to do something against a softer defense, but they just don't let him throw it in that. So maybe they'll actually let Brissett open up a little bit. I don't know. It does. It seems like they're so petrified to let Tua throw mid to long yeah. passes. Man, well, look, I, I like Fuller. I think I think if I had an opportunity, I'd play Fuller as like a just a flex, just throw them in there because of the talent, and I think they might need that spark to just get them off. I think Waddle too, and Waddle. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't. He's actually been okay. Um, but the Raiders, I mean, and they've looked good, and uh, obviously, um, you know, don't, it goes without saying, uh, their tight end. But Derek Carr has moved himself into. QB1 status for the first two weeks? I mean, the way he's been playing? Sure. And, a little banged up now, but... But still, I mean, he finished... You're able to play that play that entire game. Uh, I'm not trusting the running backs too much. I mean, if, if Jacobs plays, I'd play him. But Drake is okay um, in, a, in a pinch, I guess. I just... I don't know, and the wide receivers, I I don't even know who to trust. Ruggs is great deep, but I was about to, I was about to say it's weird that I would trust Carr, but I don't know which of his receivers to play besides Waller. It's it because this, this is a, this is an offense that I think is a much better real life offense than fantasy offense yeah. besides Waller and Carr because like Brian Edwards has been a great uh, big body receiver for them. Uh, you know, he's, he's yeah. doing his 50 for his five for 50 type thing, which you could probably play him at flex, but he might not do much. And then Henry Ruggs is the 
is now finally is turning into a you know sometimes rookie rod receivers don't get it right away he's turning into a deep threat so it's it's just a good well balanced offense of great tight end good big body anquan bolden type guy and then good deep threat and then mixed in with like a with a hunter renfro slot guy like it's I think there's too many people that are just above average. Everyone's to doing play any of them. Yeah, and I mean, look, and he's spreading the ball. That you know, they're getting open and doing their jobs, and it's because it's not translating into fantasy too too much. Besides Waller and you know Carr, but it's making that offense move and really well at that. So it's kind of like um, like the Chiefs such a high scoring offense and there's really only three guys you you really want to play there's hill kelsey and mahomes and you're like wait why does this offense score 35 <laughs> points a game and i only like three guys on fantasy i guess that's you know somehow good offenses do it they move it around they spread it around i mean that was the patriots for many years too you know they just spread the ball around and everyone got their share um Anything else about this game? Would you be interested in maybe playing the Raiders D or no? Uh, I mean, I think they just might be a good D defense going forward. Like, I feel like they get a lot of sacks. They're going to get pressure. And Brissett is a guy who I think can yeah. get, like, you know. You know he throws interceptions. He throws, yeah, he throws them. He's going gonna, gonna, to find the, the floor a few times. So not a bad defense. And look what, right. the, look what the Bills did to the, the Dolphins last week. Put up a big old goose egg, so. Yeah, I I, li- I like this defense a lot. Um, and I was really debating. It got taken from me in my one league, but I I didn't know who to drop, so I was slow on it. I was debating sitting San Francisco for Las Vegas. Hmm, um, that wouldn't have been a bad idea, actually. San Francisco against Green Bay. Not not that you know, but a defense like San Francisco, I think, will always bottom out with points they're just not going to have some crazy game against green bay yeah no i mean i wouldn't have dropped san francisco i would have tried to drop someone else to run with vegas for the week mm-hmm. but yeah san francisco is a team you don't want to i this week but it's gonna be tough it's gonna be tough sledding this week for them uh well john what, what do we got a little more or that was that it oh uh i mean do you just want to talk about bucks at Rams? obviously the game of the week Eagles Dallas too Monday Night Football. Yeah, it's a great Monday Night Football game. Eagles versus Dallas. Uh, Listen, anytime, anytime you get the NFC East on prime time, you just gotta do it. <laughs> Thursday night, <laughs> Monday night, Sunday night, whatever, whatever. Um, they gotta be on prime time. I, I, I think this Tampa Bay uh, versus the Rams could be a potential NFC Championship game. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Oh, that's funny. We said at the same time. Uh, this defense of the Rams looks legit. Stafford makes them way better than Goff ever did. I mean, Montgomery did run for over 100 yards on him. How good can they actually be? That is true. But that was week one. That was week one jitters, John. Week one jitters. <laughs> I think that I think the two matchups we just said are the final four in the NFC. Tampa Bay, Los Angeles, Green Bay, San Francisco. Very well I could mean, be. That's not a bad, bad final four. But I'm still going with that's... Arizona. <laughs> nope, I'm sticking with what I said. <laughs> Arizona, baby. But, I mean, uh, all San Francisco has to do is figure out their quarterback. 
Yeah. yeah all they have yeah. to do is that. Yeah, that's 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 pretty small. Um, pretty small thing to do. But no, I, I think San Francisco is a, a top team in the league. Uh, let's go back to Tampa Bay, Los Angeles. Sorry, is Cooper yeah. is Cooper Cup going to continue his dominance? Yep. Yes. Uh, the Bucks <laughs> secondary, Bucks passing defense is not good. Great run defense as long as you can kind of control Vita Vea a little bit. You can you can pass on them. You can get a lot of yards. Yeah, that's the thing is like you can absolutely pass on these Buccaneers. <laughs> you gotta just stop the the the. The rush, if you if you contain them, and I think the Rams can do that, um, and you give Stafford enough time, he should be able to pick apart that secondary. So are we? I think I think one of my Sunday bets is going to smash the uh, Cooper Cup receiving yard over, mixed in with the anytime touchdown. What's the, what's the over? I don't know. I'm just going to do it. I don't know. Uh, what it is. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Probably like in the seven. Probably like in the seventies. I also think wow, that was it. The Buccaneers were they giving points or were they getting points? It was really close, but either way, I mean, I don't know. I think I like the Rams in this game. I, I, the Buccaneers are good. The offense is good, but I think if you can disrupt Brady a little bit, it'll. I think you can mess with that offense slightly, and they allowed you know the but the I know the the Falcons had to keep pace, but they put up twenty eight points on them. He said that with the the. the Cowboys put up a ton of points on them. Yeah. And I, th- I think the Rams have a better defense than both those teams, obviously. And to, to, Mac, to go with that, they have a good offense. I, I think this is going to be a tough game for the for the Buccaneers. A very tough game for them. I mean, I just want to watch this game, to be honest with you. I do. I might, I might even just not do red zone and just watch this game. Put Although, red zone, put red zone on the smaller Oh, TV. I mean, it's tough, though. You got, I like Seattle, Minnesota. And, yeah, and, that's and just going to be a high-flying game. And the Ra- watching the Raiders, you know, it's been fun the first two weeks, so. And watch Teddy Bridgewater uh, light up the Jets. Look, is there other things to watch? For sure, but <laughs> I, wa- I, wa- I want to make sure to pay a decent amount of attention to this game. Yeah, no, I agree. It's going to be, it'll be a fun game. And uh, I think this is a game where Bob Woods gets back on track a bit. He hasn't, got, hasn't done that, that much, but I think this is a game where he will get back on track. Cooper Cup's eighty four and a half. So look, that's a big That's that's a chunk of change. That's a chunk that's a chunk of yards. Um let's see what what the odds are though if you do yards, eighty four and a half. Let's do let's add in a little reception, six and a half. The old reception. The good old reception. And then what about a um receiving T D? No, they don't have it up <laughs> for that yet. Mm-hmm. Just in case anyone in fantasy uh, on Thursday has uh, played Tommy Tremble, he has a one carry for seven yard touchdown on the uh, the Carolina Panthers. Tommy Tremble. Just yeah. that helps no one. <laughs> Absolutely nobody. Uh, DJ Moore, however, have himself a day, and Brandon Cooks four for sixty. So he's always you know continuously doing Brandon Cooks type games. Um. Yeah, so I think that's gonna be that's definitely you know what that I think that could be the uh, shootout of the week there too. Buccaneers. I'm actually going Minnesota Seattle. Oh, that could be that's a pretty good one. Oh, maybe uh, now nah, their defense is too good and their offense is too bad. I was gonna think Arizona versus Jacksonville. Arizona's been putting up some points each week. I also so. want to know which kicker is gonna miss the last second field goal between Minnesota and Seattle. Yeah. Um, 
Oof. One of them is. One of them is going to miss a last-second field goal. That's 35 yards. And uh, it's tough to pick between these two because they both love doing it. If I had to, it would be Minnesota, mainly because years back when the Minnesota, I forgot who it was, Blair Walsh Blair. missed it first, the Seattle Seahawks in the playoffs for like 25-yard yeah. field goal. So. Yeah, that was uh That was heartbreak. Terrible. If I was a Minnesota Vikings fan, I would have been very, very upset on that chip shot. Just fucking... Oh, God. So terrible. But anyway. All right. Uh, let's go to uh, our still beta, beta tested uh, oh, yeah. new segment. Still taking an effort to test drive. Let's go to headlines. Oh, I don't have anything. Okay. I, don't even, I, don't, right. I don't have anything for no that. Sa- am, I supposed no to get some, for... am I supposed to get something for that? No sound from Anthony there. Okay. No. Uh, no, uh, we'll nope. get there. We'll get there eventually. All right, Brian. This is your baby. Okay, so this one was everybody's heard this one, but it's just a, it's cool, so and it deserves to be talked about. So, uh, Packer strength and conditioning coach goes back onto field at two a.m. to find Aaron Jones's necklace with father's ashes in it. Yeah, that that, uh, that headline has a lot. Uh, you yeah. know, first of all, two a.m. Uh, why? Why did? Why did you have to go on back on so late? Do they not let you on at like a like midnight? Does it take that long to find something? I think, I think it was that field? long to find it. Yeah, I think it took a while to find it. Yeah. Yeah, you think it's gonna? You know, he said he lost it near the goal line, so you think he just walk up and down the goal line? Sometimes you know things that you think are easy to find, they just get like they blend in, or just you can't like you know just. Yeah, you ever drop something in the kitchen and then it's just like under a chair in the living room and you're like, did it really? Well, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You're, you're like, like, what? Come on, how like, is this possible? There's no way it got uh, over here. Dropping something in the car and then trying to find it while you're driving? Well, that's just crazy. That's that's impossible to find. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't like doing that. Um, unless I have to, you know, unless your phone goes but, in the crack but, of the seat. But what a great uh, is a great story that you know had that also, kind of, yeah. had that kind of yeah. game. He lost it, which sucked, but they, you know, and also yeah, just having that necklace is is crazy in a cool way. Like I just think that's really oh it is for sure. I think that's cool. Yeah, I had a great game, and then uh, the coach found it at two a.m. So whatever, um, it's definitely a headline you don't see very often. So I just wanted to uh, put it out there. Yeah. Also, Aaron Jones's quote and saying like, "Well, if I was going to lose it anywhere, he would want to be in the end zone." Like, yeah, that's a pretty cool quote to say right after it happens too. Mm. Yeah, just that he was cool about it. Um, then I have one more, and it's Jamal Williams uh, starts Jamal that uh, web show. <laughs> what? Jamal what? So Jamal Williams started a web show uh, with the Detroit Lions, you know, PR team. And they're calling it Jamal That, where they're doing the uh, all that, it's the All yeah. That theme song, where they're just saying Jamal That. And they have the All That uh, logo, which is like that big bouncy head. Yeah. But yeah. they put dreadlocks on it and stuff. Nice. And uh, he has said multiple times in the first episode that he doesn't know how many he's going to do, but you'll get five. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's oh man. I don't know how many I'm gonna do, 
but you're gonna get five. <laughs> like Jamal, you just told me. I, I, now, now I want to see that. I actually did not see that. Jamal, that he just seems like a, he just seems like a funny guy. He does. Seem it's like, a like fun five. Guy. It's like five minutes long. I'm gonna he ask. talks about uh, he talks about um, anime a lot. Supposedly he's really into anime. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. All right, that that'll be definitely a YouTube material. Um, All right, I got some headlines. Uh, my first one is uh, from probably the king of NFL headlines, Rob Gronkowski. He says, I never watch film. I just run by guys. And then oh. two days later, he tried to backtrack that and saying that he actually eats a ton of film. But there's no way he actually does. I believe him the first time he says when he was relaxed and talking to Peyton and Eli, which is a great little Monday night treat just to have them break down the plays and, and react to Monday night like like we would, but they have like really nice setups. Yeah. 100%, I believe, the first thing he said. Of course. Of course. He's gonna, he, he'll speak his mind and the truth when he's relaxed. And, ha- you know. And uh, I think the other thing he said was uh, he just asked Brady who he has to cover or like, like who he has to block. That's pretty much... <laughs> yeah, I believe that, yeah. <laughs> I think any other person in the NFL, Brady, would take their helmet off and hit him, bash him over the head with it if they didn't watch film. But with Gronk... Probably Antonio Brown too. Brady is just like in love with a few people, and it's his trainer, Gronk, and Antonio Brown. I'm sure he loves his family a lot, but I'm like in his professional life. Every, every time I think of Gronk now, I can only, for some reason, picture him on New Year's Eve in that old timey football costume that he wore, taking the cake of Steve Harvey. I think of Steve Harvey's head, and then spiking it in front of Steve Harvey and watching Steve Harvey's <laughs> face of like. Pure, like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> it's looked like I'm... That's a very, very specific <laughs> and long memory to think of whenever you see a person. It's because... Like it's... You could have cut that off just like old-timey helmet. No, but it's just the whole scenario, how it went down, and I've seen it so many times. It's been posted a lot of places. It's just a very weird and funny thing with Gronkowski. Was it on a Family Feud episode? No, it was on, like, the Rockin' Eve, like, uh, New Year's Eve thing. Like, oh. it was, like... On the set, and they were doing the whatever, and he just spiked the cake with Steve. I think it was Steve Harvey's head face cake or something. It was it was ridiculous. Oh, gotta love face cake. I I also love Steve Harvey. I'm a big Steve Harvey fan. I do like Steve Harvey. He's got great facial reactions. Um, and then my second headline is Mac Jones confirms that Nick Saban loves these nuts jokes. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes, that's. That's the type of headline I'm here for. Which is just a classic football guy move to just go all in, like have no sense of humor except for one joke, which you just love and cracks you <laughs> up every time and use it in every situation. Like I could see Bill Belichick being a big like Yo Mama joke fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or um, that's what she said or something like that. Yeah, or like that was my nickname in high school. Hey, that's a good joke. <laughs> 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 the, the what, what was it the gro- who am I the the groin doctor <laughs> the, gro- <laughs> the groin doctor <laughs> oh my god um all right um I got no headlines this week so yeah like every- <laughs> <laughs> speaking of one joke one joke guys <laughs> oh. all right well now that headlines are finished it is time for the final and favorite uh, segment of the show. 
It's the poise of the week. Yeah. You know, I, just, it, I, I was trying to judge. I was trying to judge by your face if you had it ready or not. I was just. I just. I wasn't sure. Well, see, I, I think it's always hit or miss. I play it. I have the the MP3 audio saved to like my, my fucking notes. <laughs> so what? So, yeah. I've, so when I play it, sometimes it doesn't automatically play, and it's just yeah. I might, I might as well just keep make, keep making it hard for myself instead of yeah. Saving yeah, obviously. It. Whatever. All right. Uh, so last week Brian won because he hmm. had Daniel Jones. He had someone else too. That uh, uh, Tim Patrick had a touchdown. I think James White and James White had a pretty good game. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. James White had like eighteen points. Yeah, James yeah. White was nice. Kind of I a actually bullshit. had. I transcended the boys. I had like a a decent like DFS week if I actually went with my picks. I mean, it was kind of a bullshit move taking James Way since he was kind of my always my boy, but whatever. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so. Okay. Get defensive on your boys. I'm always defensive about my boys. All right, Brad, you go first. All right, I'm going to go with a guy who I think is a boy because he was picked very late in drafts and uh, it's still been overlooked, and I mentioned his name in this podcast. I'm going Marvin Jones Jr. against Arizona. Um, I like him to just continue what he's doing. He, he's been getting around eight to ten targets, the seventy yards, and a touchdown every game. Like he's, it's uh, the eight targets, seventy yards, touchdown. I like that. I like that production. I like it to continue against uh, offense that loves to play in. I mean, the defense that loves to play in big score games. Yeah, he's like the crafty old veteran who the young kid just can constantly lean on. You know. This reminds me of uh, Anquan Bolden's second wind in Arizona when he was like, Mm. I think Anquan Bolden's done. And then he came back and it was like, oh, he had two more seasons left. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. I can see that for sure. Just on a much worse Jacksonville team. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Much worse. (laughs) All right, John, you're uh, your first boy. My boy, my first boy, will be Corderell Patterson ah. at the Giants for 4,600. Um, he had two touchdowns last week. Not, I was not going to get two touchdowns this week, but he plays a very pliable and squishy Giants defense. Uh, I think he should rack up yards. It seems, I don't know if it's a one-week thing or if it's going to start to be a trend, but he got more t- getting more touches than Mike Davis, who looked to be the seal of the draft the first week. But then they were like, oh, yeah, we have Cordero Patterson. Let's utilize him. Yeah. Also, very, very useful running back and wide receiver designation on Yahoo. Yep. Yeah. Which I got him, which is nice. But I will say I have him and I also have Mike Davis, so that sort of sucks. Um, but yeah, so he, you're, you're going to be put in a pickle with that every week. Every week. Well, we'll see. Hopefully something uh, – maybe something shakes out that will, uh, you know, change the tide. But either way, like I, he was, he was going to be one of my boys – Basically, because seven rushing, Oof, rushing like someone else had their eye on <laughs> Seven rushing attempts in each of the first two games. He had seven receptions, and he's also the third leading receiver currently on the Atlanta Falcons in yards. Huh. So, yeah, it take sucks. that muscle gauge. Yeah, <laughs> take that receiver, number two receiver on that team. Um, all right, so I will go my first boy. I'm gonna go with. Quintez Cephas. God. 
Oof, from, like someone else had their eye on it. <laughs> from the Detroit line. You take one of my boys, I take one of your boys. Um, for the Ravens have given up an average of 376 passing yards. That is extremely high. It's a lot it's of yards. Good. It's not good. Um, Quentez has had 13 targets in two games. feel like that should continue. So I'm going to say you're going to get like another, I don't know, seven catches for like 85 yards. And considering no one knew who this guy was or cared before the season started, everyone was like, eh, maybe Tyrell Williams. He's on IR now. Does nothing. He. This is the guy now in Detroit besides the Hawk. So the Hawk, I'm going to let uh, Jamal Williams get seven catches for 70 yards and a touchdown in this game and trade him high. I'll tell you that, fantasy world. Jamal I'm that, baby. Jamal that. Jamal that. Although, yeah, I'll be sad because I, I really like him as a person. But I'm going <laughs> to have to trade him high. Um, or maybe not. Next boy. Anyway, next right. boy. My next boy. Um, Javante Williams against the oh. Jets. Nothing. This really Ooh, isn't. Someone else had their eye on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. This is not. I'm not, I'm honestly not even picking on the Jets in this one. Their defense is has not looked terrible. Um, I think this is going to be a little more of a grinder game, which Denver seems to like now. Teddy Bridgewater, game manager, not a gunslinger or yards, a uh, big yard man, um, but a game manager. And I, I think that's going to favor Javante Williams. They're gonna they're gonna pound it pound it out a little. Um, Denver is more than 10-point favorites, which I think is too high for this Denver team. So, uh, yeah, I think they might get an early lead and just try to run it um, the rest of the way. And so I like him to get his first game with, like, 20 carries. 20 carries, 90-yard type thing and a touchdown. Throwing a touchdown in there, I like it. Also, Tremble, big catch. Tommy Tremble, uh, baby. Might be the year of the tight end if he continues this. Um, All right. My second boy will be... I think he's still a boy. I'm going to go boy. Uh, LaVisca Chenault versus Arizona. Uh, Arizona loves to play high-scoring games. I think uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to put up a lot of yards. They're going to be playing from behind. They're going to have to throw a lot. And... LaVisca Chenault's just a, a PPR machine. So you're going, so Ch- in- you're going Chenault and uh, Brian is going Marvin Jones. Interesting. Yep. Uh, yeah, he's going to get like eight catches for like 60 yards and a touchdown. Touchdown by Chenault. A lot of touchdowns going around this, uh, this week. Um, mm-hmm. My second boy is going to be Mr. Sammy Watkins. Um, staying healthy so far this season. Uh, two games in, he had uh, has had four receptions in each of his first two games. Lions are giving up 38 points a game. Not that good. Not looking good in Detroit this year on defense. Don't no, say that. So I'm gonna say he gets his first touchdown this this uh, this week. A lot of touchdowns going around. I think Sammy goes uh, four for 45 and touchdown. A lot of touchdowns. All right, Brian, your third boy. I- yeah, I um, I'm gonna push that out because I really wanted to pick one guy, and but I want to kind of build back to back boy wins. Boy wins. Uh, so I'm going Emmanuel Sanders, and then if nobody picks the guy I'm pushing out on, uh, I'll tell you who it was. 
and then watch him do something. I'm doing Emmanuel Sanders against Washington. Uh, that vaunted Washington defense has not been so vaunted. Uh, Emmanuel, you know, with um, Gabriel Davis kind of banged up, uh, there'll be more targets for him. Obviously, Cole Beasley, I don't think he's a boy. I think he's a little more in uh, – he's like a, a young adult. So <laughs> I, I don't feel comfortable picking him. But in, in the Bills offense, Emmanuel Sanders still a boy. So I'm going to Emmanuel Sanders to, uh, to break the 80-yard mark. Ooh. All right. Very reasonable boy expectations. Uh, my <laughs> third and final boy will be uh, coming off of suspension, personal reason, absence. I'm going Will Fuller uh, at the at the Las Vegas Radars, uh, 4,700 on, on DraftKings. Uh, Jacoby Brissett is the quarterback. Like I said before, I think it's actually a better fit for Will Fuller. He will catch at least one deep ball. He'll probably get three receptions for 80 yards and a touchdown. Touchdown. And that touchdown will be like 60 yards. Touchdowns all around, baby. Touchdown all around. All right. So I'm on my uh, – this is my backup boy because my uh, one of my boys got taken. So it's a backup boy. He wasn't wasn't really ready to go in. He's not prepared. Um, but a boy nonetheless. Uh, pretty sure I got this right. Oh, man, hold on. Give me a second. I want to make sure this boy is ready to go. Hold on. This boy in the boy. I hope you're picking the boy. I was too big of a ball sack. No, pick. no, no, no. I highly doubt it. This is uh, all right. Uh, I am going uh, big ball sack. That was my nickname in high school. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going. Uh, Quez Watkins from the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, oh, okay. Caught himself a 91 yard not touchdown pass from uh, Jalen Hurts. Like out of the out of their own end zone. Beautiful pass. Ballsy play. Um, but the Cowboys. Uh, speaking of bad. Uh, Defenses have been giving up 346 pass yards per game. This is a nice Monday night matchup between two NFC East foes. They're going to be going battling back and forth. And why not Quez Watkins have himself another long catch for 65, 70 yards? And I'm not going to say touchdown because if he couldn't do it for 91 yards, he's not doing it for 67. So, but still a good game. Two catches, 70 something yards for a, for a young boy, up and coming boy. It's real hard to to catch a ninety yard, ninety one yard pass, and not even not score then, but not have any points on that drive. That is true. That is very difficult. Very difficult. Also, um, D- David Moore's down now, so yep. Uh, DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Oh, sorry, <laughs> DJ Moore's down now. Kind of a um, nightmare game for the Panthers, even though they're winning. Who looked really good uh, defensively and. Uh... I mean, it's against David Bell, so. I no, mean, but I mean, like, so far in the season, have looked good defensively. Oh, okay. It was against the Jets and the Texans. So looks like he got his hip chipped a little. But, didn't yeah, look that serious. Probably uh, out for the game, though. But he, he doesn't, it doesn't look like a serious thing. Well, we'll look forward to that. Uh, talk about that injury, possible injury next week when we, uh, yep. we come back. But uh, with uh, that. Wait, uh, wait, Brian, who was your boy? Oh, uh, who was your boy? That's right. Your boy? That's right. So I was really, I was really tempted to pick uh, Jacquez Patrick. Yes. Just off a practice squad, a- XFL Tampa Bay Vipers player, um, running back now for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, he's next in line after Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon. Well, one of those two is probably not going to be able to go, and the other one is probably going to get injured mid-game. Uh, we could see the an XFL running back. Uh, 
starting. No, a hundred percent. He was. Uh, I picked him up in our league. Uh, also, great nickname, uh, Jaquez Jams, like Jock Jams or Jacques Jams. Jacques Jams. Th- th- wait, is it Jaquez or Jacques? I so I was gonna say Jacques, and I said Jaquez because it just something it just came over me that I wanted to say Jaquez. I, I, I think... do that. Um, they do have okay. They have a pronunciation right next to his name, and one of Jaquez. Actually, we're both wrong. Um, okay. He pronounces it Jaquez. Which, I mean, I mean that's now, fair. I'm sorry. It's either Jaquez or Jock. Uh, <laughs> I, I hope it's Jock, just for his Jock Jams. Um, Jock Jams. Also, I, I, he's probably not going to play, but he was signed to the practice squad for the 49ers. But it was Chris Thompson, king of king of the dumpers, Chris Thompson. Um, just thought I'd nice. throw it out there. One of one of uh, one of my old old timey boys, Chris Thompson, uh, signed as one of the many running backs because of the 49ers. Injury prone. I mean, I, yeah, I don't think Mitchell or Sermon are going to play. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe Thompson makes a field. Who knows? Chris Thompson. Wait say. to get to get room for for Jock Jams. They had to release D version. <laughs> they had to release D version. That's his name. Yeah, D E E version. So that's a good little roster move. <laughs> get in Jock Jams. Release D. That was un- that was also unfortunately my nickname. When they came. <laughs> <laughs> Good use, yep, I was somehow I was the grind doctor and the virgin. I don't know how that works. Makes no sense. Um, all right. Anyway, <laughs> with that, you can find us at fantasy underscore lens on Twitter. Our podcast is available anywhere you find them, especially Apple Music or Apple Podcasts. You please rate, uh, subscribe, and download this podcast. It always helps to get a little, uh, you know, rating boost from uh, your from your downloads. Um, we're at fantasy lens podcast on gmail.com. Uh, if you want to email us, basically just find us wherever you can. We are fantasy lens and we'll see you next week.